Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Monster Baby Podcast. This is a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. Oh, look, it's Lisa Rowland. Oh, look, what a surprise. It's Ted DeMaison. I never would have expected you How here. How weird to find you here. This is episode number 65, Lisa. And this one is about joy. Are we ready for retirement now? Our, uh, apparently our podcast is. Because we've reached 65, yeah. This one's about joy. Yeah, yeah, it's about joy. J-O-Y, joy. What do you want to say? <laughs> you want to say I want to joy? say it's kind of, I like the, it's a fun episode. Um, it's a fun episode. It's, it's uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit, yeah, we'll just talk about what inspires us about joy, why, why we picked joy. Got some, got some stories. Uh-huh. Some examples of people named joy. <laughs> That's <laughs> there's, right. There's all sorts of little sneaky things to find in here. Um, also, heads up, Ted has some very exciting things coming up. Yeah, I, I've got a couple classes in the fall. Yeah. Uh, playfulmindfulness.info. I'll give you more details later. Yeah. But so listen, stay through the outro so you get all the details. But if, you're, if you've are if you been listening to this stuff and you're like, yeah, I dig it, a cool way to get deeper into it is, start, is engaging with it. And you can, and Ted will take you through that. Yeah. And then one other piece I, I do want to plant the seed here is that I'm thinking about doing a, a tour, a playful mindfulness tour, January, February. And I would love to get people to nominate themselves and say, hey, come do a stop here. So yeah. again, more info at the end. Yeah. Uh, but hey, we're ready to rock and roll. Are you? Yeah, listen on. Listen on and uh, hope you're having a joyful day. Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk to you again when we're done. Cue the music. Here we go. Have you played Convergence? You want to play it real quick? I do. Okay. Hey, y'all. This is Ted, your Monster Baby podcast editor, pausing for a moment. I guess that makes me your Ted-editor. Uh, In any case, Lisa and I decided to play this game called Convergence, but we forgot to explain the rules, so I want to give you the lowdown before we get into it. The idea of the game is that we're trying to say the same word at the same time, but we start each with a random word, we say that word at the same time, and see what we get. Once we've established those two bookends, we're going to try to find a word that's somehow in the middle of those two words, like combines them or represents some middle point. So you'll hear us go through several rounds where we're taking those bookend words, finding the middle, bookend words, find the middle, and eventually we land on the same word. And we play three rounds, as you traditionally do when you play Convergence. I'll make sure to put a link with complete directions for you in the podcast notes. Enjoy. One. Two. One, two, two, three. three. Covered wagon. Cartoon and covered wagon. One. Uh, Two. One, two, three, Dudley Do Right. Dudley Do Right, Oregon Trail. But I'm not, what does it matter? One. Two. One, two, three, Canadian Rockies. Canadian Rockies and dog. Uh, one. Two. One, two, three, St. Bernard. Who's Dudley Do Right? He was a cartoon character. Is he a dog? He's like a character that was connected to Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like it would, he's a human. He's a human. He's a Canadian Mountie. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Dudley Do-Right. Okay, that was Great. good. Yeah. Let's do another one. One. Two. One, one two, two, three, three. rainstorm. Litigious rainstorm. One. Two. One, one two, two, three, three act of God. Flood and act of God. One. Two. Oh, one. wait, wait. One. Two. One, one, two, three, three Noah's Ark. 
<laughs> Two different directions there. <laughs> Insurance and Noah's Ark. <laughs> one. Two. One, one two, two, three, three animals. animals. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, like, that was great. Okay, we got to play one more round. We okay. got to play in threes. Okay, one. Two. One, one two, two, three, three hamburger. Hamburger and skull. One. Two. One, two, two three, three longhorn. Longhorn carcass. One. Two. One, two, two three, three bison. Horns. Bison horns. Hmm. Uh, one. Two. <laughs> one, two, three, three antlers. Plains and antlers. antlers. One. Uh, two. One, one two, two, three, gazelle. Elk. Elk and the gazelle. What? This is wrong. One. Two. One, two, three, <laughs> antelope. Ruminant. That was good. Ruminant is good. Antelope and ruminant. One. Two. One, one two, two, three, genus. Genus and grass. Oh, jeez. Genus and grass. Mm-hmm. One. Two. One, one two, two, three, three vegetarian. species. Vegetarian species. One. Two, one, one two, two, three, three plant eater. Mm, plant eater and flora. Okay. Plant eater and flora. One. Two, one, one two, two, three, three meal. Oh. <laughs> you said meal. Meal and food. Oh, God. So close. One. Two, one, one two, two, three, three sustenance. Sustenance and eat. One. Two, one, two, two three, three nom. Nom and fuel. Oh, God. <clears throat> Ooh, nom and fuel. One. Two. One, one two, two, three, three nutrients. Carbs. Nutrients and carbs. One. Two. One, one two, two, three, sugar. sugar. <laughs> yeah! There it is. Man. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's kept pretty a, good. Kept a good clip up. The... If we were warming up an audience before a show, yeah. I think we would feel like we were warm. You mean if we were the audience? If we were warming ourselves up. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if we were both the audience and the performers were like, okay, we're encouraging the audience. And it was like, is the audience ready? Are you? Or what you're telling me is that you're warm? I feel like I'm warm. Great. <laughs> you're I, ready to go? I think my creative powers are... Right Unde now, undeniable. They're like they're on a good clip right they're now. They're on an upward climb. I'm attributing most of it to the fact that I have a slouch beanie on my head today. The slouch beanie is, uh, and it matches my polo shirt. <laughs> a little identity crisis happening. Uh, it's like I'm cash, but not too cash. Yeah. So uh, it's like I'm a preppy trying to be a hippie. A preppy. Great. Or a yeah. Um, what do you attribute your being on creative fire to? I never claimed to be on creative fire. Oh, okay. If that feels important to note, I would not make that claim right okay. now. Right. Are you warmed up? Yeah, I feel great. Uh, what would you attribute your being warmed up to? Well, we just warmed up. <laughs> so that's part There's of it. Logical There's part of it. I've had a great day today. Okay. What was so great about it? Just like... I'm working on a gig with somebody, uh, like on a, a storytelling workshop. I had a meeting about it, and that went great. Had breakfast with Patricia this morning, and that felt great. Uh, with the illustrious Patricia Ryan Madsen. The illustrious Patricia Ryan Madsen, author of Improv Wisdom. Don't prepare, just show up. 
I have a funny story about I'm that. Singing in this party concert party tonight, which I'm stoked and nervous about. Uh, which is a party inspired by my birthday parties. So it's yes. like a band. We've put a band together, ar- arranged songs. I'm singing. So basically, you were the band at your own birthday party. I was the band at my own birthday party. And now someone party. has hired this band to play at their birthday party. Yeah, but it was somebody who was at my birthday right. party and like sang back up for me. Yeah. At my 30th anyway, and was like, that was so fun. It was so fun to have live music and let's do it again. And so it's he's throwing it for his wife. She put together songs that she loves. This is so cool. It's like Neil Diamond and Bel- um, Belinda Carlisle. We're doing Total Eclipse of the Heart. We're doing That's the Bonnie Heaven Tyler. Is, Bonnie Tyler. We're doing Heaven is a Place on Earth. Ooh, Heaven is a Place on Earth. Is that Carl- Belinda Carlisle? That's Belinda Carlisle. Um, we're doing Baba O'Reilly. Wow. So there's a widespread. We're doing... Nine to five. Dolly Parton's nine oh, to five. Oh, jeez. It's going to be this so... Range. Rocket Man. We're doing some Elton John. And you've got like a pretty glam rock outfit to go for this event. Just conceived of it. Mm-hmm. And Ted vetted it. I have vetted it. Because I thought of it in my brain and I was like, I might look like a clown when I put this on, but I think it works. Yeah. For me, the, the word I said was Rocky Heart Picture Show came to mind because it was yeah. a combination of fancy, sequin, sequin bright, hot pants. hot but flowy and like you know yeah. a little little goth maybe but yeah yeah so that's cool so i think it's gonna be great it's gonna be fun super exciting if my voice holds out but it's all very like low key uh-huh. and so i'm like i might poop out on one of these songs and that'll st- that'll be okay also i'm gonna put my money on you're not pooping up because when the lights are up and the band is playing and lisa roland is in front of a room there's only so much that does to like what my voice is actually capable of mm-hmm. i'm still putting my money on all right not backing out. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, great. I think it's going to be great. I'm like really excited. Uh, I wish I could be there. That sounds like fun. And I did a really fun Shakespeare show on Saturday. I'm just in a great, I'm in a great mood. I've had a good amount of coffee today. <laughs> this is good for our topic of the day, uh-huh. which, which we'll get to in a moment. But I want to tell you an interesting story about, that was, uh, you reminded me when you mentioned Patricia's book, the subtitle of which is Don't Prepare, Just Show Up. Mm-hmm. And in my conversations with her, she has said she doesn't like that subtitle because she... It's not exactly accurate. It's not right. It's like prepare and then show up. Yeah. And prepare and then let it go. Be ready to let it go. Yeah. It's right? not that she's against pre- preparation. Right. I was at a, f- a function this weekend with a business group I'm a part of, Thrive Academy. And one of my colleagues there, we were... It was just called Six Figure Speaker. So we had each... were each supposed to put together a 12-minute workshop that we would be prepared to give. And one of my colleagues said to me, oh, I read your book. It's really great. I loved it. And so I didn't prepare my presentation. I figured I just would wing it. Your Mindful playfulness? Playful mindfulness. Playful mindfulness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were reading my book and they said. And so they just chucked like all they the plans. Thought, they thought that I'm just going to improvise. And they said, does that sound like a good idea? And I was like, nope. Well. I'm honored you read my book, but I said, yeah, that's not, I think I would prepare and then let go of the preparation, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. And so she did it and she said she didn't, interestingly, she didn't, it wasn't awesome, but she found new things that she didn't think she would have found otherwise. So it was, was creative. Yeah. She had fun with it. 
and she discovered new things. So there I, have been times when I have shown up very specifically. I do work with one colleague of mine where we show up. He's got a group of students he works with a lot. Sometimes he invites me down and we do day-long intensives together, like a day-long workshop. And the rule is make no lists for anything you want to do. There's nothing, they, like, don't have a plan when you come. We come, we start with scenes, we see what's there, we work on that. That's it. Like, we just... And I love it. That sounds fun. I don't th- that I think... That sounds right that up your alley. Kind of, although I think I would be very afraid of doing it alone. Like, I like it because when I don't have anything, I can look at him and be like, what comes next? And he's got something. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't have something, he looks at me and he's like, what now? And I'll, and I'll have something. But we also are, like, willing to say, I don't know what comes next. Huh. And then we're like, huh, well... Two people up. And so we're also not, like the students are bought into to this yeah. plan also. And so we don't feel like we need to uphold an idea that we know what's coming next. And if they're in on the secret, then they can just play right along. Well, right? Do you tell them? It's not a, it's not a secret. Right. They know it yeah. and there's no playing along because it's just what it is. There's it just no, is what it is. It's just, this is just what's happening. I like it. So playing along in that they're okay with it. They're into it. Yeah, I think that there's a, if there's any preparation there, it's like your years of having a common language with this person that you're teaching with, or time, right? You've created a kind of background understanding, an operating system. We like working together. Yeah. But it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I thought the misunderstanding was a little, was funny. And the, that moment of... Which misunderstanding? Of, of the person who had read Oh, read I read your book. book and so I didn't prepare anything. Yeah. And, and I was in that awkward moment of, wow, I'm deeply honored that you read the book. Yeah. And it was a little bit off. Well. Like, your understanding was a little off from what I intended. Yeah. But there's, right? Yeah. You can't. I know. I can't you write a book it. and you let go of what people do with it. Yeah. Like, that's what she got out of your book. <laughs> right? Now she's going through the world. Ted says, just wing it. Yeah. But isn't that what you risk? It is what we risk. Putting something out in the world, you lose yes. control over it. Yes. It's no longer yours. Yeah. So, anyway, it was fun. Cool. It was fun. All right, today's topic. Joy. Joy, 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 joy. What about it? This is you. This is your idea. This is, yeah, this is my idea. I, you know, here's what I find interesting about joy with regard... And, and I'm also interested because we have already discussed how you and I have different relationships to joy. Mm. Do we want to recap what we think of that? Well, if you, I, now I think we probably should. <laughs> Just a real brief, because you referenced it. Yeah, sure. Which is that I feel like my resting state is joy, yeah. and you don't feel that way. Like your that resting state is, right. is not, right? That your resting state mm-hmm. is not joy. Mm-hmm. Or your sort of like baseline experience yeah. or whatever. The most oftenly gone to emotion. Is not joy. Is not joy. Right. But improv, here's what I'm interested in exploring, is this idea that, on the whole, if you're not having fun, you shouldn't be doing it. Mm. Like, joy is a crucial ingredient. Mm. It's a marker. Yeah, and I can't totally think of other things that have that, where it's like, oh no, if you're not having a good time you're not doing it right. Do you know what I mean? Like joy is like Mm -hmm. part of the game Mm -hmm. and there can be very, very technically good improvisers, but it's like, I just don't think you're having a good time. Mm. So what's the point? You know, like there's comes, comes to mind. Like I think maybe a relationship should be that way too. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that you should that, be having a good time. Yeah, not that it's always fun, but if sort of on the whole... It should be fun. It should be fun. I, well, sex came to mind. I was like, yeah, sex should be... You should be having okay. a good time. Like, there's right. times when it becomes functional. If you're, like, trying to have a child, and it's like, right. listen, we got to have sex now, and it's for an end, and I'm not right. interested in having a good time. I just need to do this before you go to work and I go to work. Yeah, Whatever. Even then, we might call it, like, we need to copulate. <laughs> well, you, I so, think you'd I, call it having sex. I mean, it's still like, having no, sex. I'm, I'm just saying that... I agree that the sex sounds like it should have some joy to it. On the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the whole, I think sex is that way. Improv is that way. Yeah, relationships are that way. Like on the whole, they ought to bring you joy. But like, there, but there's mm-hmm. not a lot of other pursuits mm-hmm. where it's like, joy is a necessary ingredient in doing this mm-hmm. well. Like most professions, mm-hmm. I, th- I think there's plenty of people who have jobs where it's like, does it bring you joy? No, it, I'm happy right. that I have it because I'm good at it and it pays my bills and it lets me do the things that I that I want. And maybe it brings them satisfaction. I think of that in like customer service positions too. Or, yeah, if you don't like being around people, don't be a concierge, mm-hmm. right? If you don't like children, don't be a school teacher. Yeah. That it really relies on a... a fundamental love for this fundamental thing. disposition yeah yeah so that's interesting okay so that's just i was just like joy like yeah that's interesting and i don't know what mindfulness i and i don't know what yeah. sort of the the tie-in with mindfulness is i have a couple of thoughts of where that conversation might go but mm-hmm. i think there's a lot there let me ask you first though with improv it sounds like you're saying maybe joy should be an input but then also should be an output like you, of improv. Like bring your joy to it. And then when you're looking back on it saying, are we doing it right? If joy is not also one of the outputs, then... What is that? What is an output? What do you mean? Uh, like we do the scene or we play together and we're like, ah, yeah, I feel joyful now. We have fun doing that. Yeah. I think that's what I'm talking about. It's more the second, the metric of have the afterwards. Have fun. You should be having fun. Okay. I don't know exactly what bring your joy to it means. Like in terms of joy as an input. It's sort of like a predisposition. Come in with an with an open mind, with your eyes a little bit wider open like on, on the front of your feet. Expecting on, to have a good time. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So it can it can be on both sides of it, right? This joyfulness. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? And that it's like as soon as you stop having a good time, you should stop improvising. Right. Like if you're not having a time, you shouldn't be doing... I just don't think you should be doing it anymore. And there's been times when I have stopped having a good time mm. and have been close to like, I gotta I gotta quit this for a while. Like, I gotta stop. And was that because of your own mood with it or because of the people you were playing with? I don't or, know why. Yeah. I don't know why. And it, ultimately, it went away fast it's enough that I didn't... Seasonality of it, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know... What do you think makes for joyful improv? Joyful improvisers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what what is it? Who is a joyful improviser? I don't not by name, but like what are the qualities of one? I don't know. I mean I just think like For me it was like whimsy is one of the key pieces. I think that that's too hard. I think it could look a lot of ways. Mm. I mean, I think a lot of different kinds of improv can be joyful. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so it's like hard for me to say, like I have my preferred kinds of improv, mm-hmm. but that's not to say that the, that the improv that does not fall into that category isn't, is not joyful improv. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, generally I think that when improvisers are being, I think scared when people are scared, it's not joyful mm-hmm. when they're like really scared. And the fear tightens it up. Yeah. And if it, if it feels too effortful, uh-huh. that's not a good time. Yeah. You know, it's like, then you're not having a good time. Yeah. Um, I said whimsy. Like, to me, there's something about surprise that is delightful. Yeah. And novelty. There was in your show on Saturday night, there you had a there were these three swordsmen who were always testing this king and surprising him around the castle or ambushing the, him amb- ambushing when he's to, sleeping. To test his fighting abilities. And they had been a recurring joke through the show. Yeah. Or and entertainment through the show. And then the show had gone on. We had kind of forgotten about them. In the very last scene, there were all these couples getting married, and the king was ordaining them all. And then these three swordsmen appeared again, completely out of the blue. And it was just this awesome. I was cracking up. I was yeah. cracking up because it was so surprising and whimsical. And one of the couples had gotten trans. You know, the person had to switch roles and jump in as yeah. a swordsman. I mean, it's interesting also because in another way, it's totally obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this is a running com- joke completely where fit. the actors are looking for opportunities to mm-hmm. to bring the, these people back. But yeah, but I know but I was also surprised by it, yeah. you know. So like surprise Yeah, yeah, it's hard to pin down. I don't know, it's hard to yeah. pin down like just what Mhm. Just I I mean how how do you do it's you know. I think there's how do you dissect joy or define joyful? In my life, there's something joyful about just straight up creativity that uh-huh. that, that outclasses any other kind of joy. Yeah, there's a there's a joy from it of like You're I bring something I, into being. I wrote a exactly. I yeah. wrote a song. I did something on stage. I came up with a new idea when I was teaching or a new exercise or something, yeah. and it's just the satisfaction of like, <gasps> and yeah, it's well, and it's like discovery. Yeah. It's You're watching all, discovery and the delight in discovery. It's almost godliness, right? Like, I mean, it's one of the places that I think if there is a God or whatever it is we conceive of God, that God is a creator. And so when we are creating something that we're kind of like tapping into that part of us or mirroring that thing in the universe more than we can mirror it in any other way. Mm. And so it's it's got this... It's like a meaning-laced joy. Yeah. You know, because like... Like a sacred mm. joy. Exactly. Yeah. It takes on this power. But it, I get that joy from doing harmony. Mm-hmm. You know, there was... <laughs> again, this weekend at this event, one of the things we do as a ritual is when somebody gets up to speak and shares something personal, everybody else gives them a whoosh, and you sort of direct some energy their way. Mm-hmm. So the whole room sends a whoosh. It feels really good, actually. Mm-hmm. And usually that's the tone, just whoosh. This woman, Jamie and I, this weekend, we started harmonizing on our whooshes. And I just suggested it to her. I just started going, whoosh. Mm-hmm. And then she joined in with me. And then the next four or five times we did it, we were finding all these different harmonies. It was so fun. Yeah. Here was this other person playing with me and participating. We were creating something new yeah. that hadn't been done before. Just for fun. Just for fun. Not for anybody else to see it. Yeah. Not for the delight of credit. Just like... Yeah. This is a fun thing to engage in. Yeah. And and it made me f- 
feel like feel a much greater affection for her uh-huh. and an excitement for being around her because you made something together. We made something together. Yeah, and we should like you're talking it's about so bonding improvisers. Yeah, super bonding. Yeah. Hmm. I think joyful improvisers are super good natured uh, in the face of ad- adjusting their plan or like you know if something new comes along or their offer is miss interpreted mm-hmm. and you can watch that reinterpretation happen and that that adjustment happen on stage in front of you it's really joyful when it's like taken in stride and it's just not picked apart or mm-hmm. like m- nobody's made to feel bad for it mm-hmm. nobody's made to feel stupid for it mm-hmm. so the joy like improv that makes people feel stupid is, doesn't feel joyful to me right <laughs> yeah. it may feel joyful to other people but like joy out of there's like a an element it sounds like you're saying compassion or kindness, good spiritedness adds to the joy somehow. Or Yeah, that feels most joyful to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's something about unfetteredness, freedom. There's a joy in freedom as well. So I think that with improvisers, like people who are, can express a wide range. Mm-hmm. And we were talking yesterday on our walk about Derek Flores, an improviser. Yeah. I met him up in Calgary, but he lives in New Zealand. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's a he's an improviser who just goes all over the map, can do super tender and super crazy. And yeah. when I see the edges of that range or what I think are the edges of his range, there's like a wow yeah. kind of joy to it because yeah. he's, he's making space. Look at him go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Like watching, it's like watching a... A dog run on the beach. Yeah. Here's Derek improvising like, whoa. Cool. Oh, yeah. So I I realize that I think one of the things that is true for me is that this is a priority in my life. Like, I think I believe life is this way, where it's like, mm-hmm. if you're not having a good time, a good deal of the time, change switch, something. Switch it up. Change something. Yeah. Like, start having a better time. <laughs> Find the things that show you a good time. Right. Because why are we here? You know, like Mm -hmm. we have this capacity for joy. Have a good time. Like have a good time. Mm. We don't have much time. Have Mm -hmm. a good time. You know? I've been thinking about this a lot, partly along the lines of what you were talking about with default emotions. So if I, if I have one, there's maybe there's, it's grief, right? Mm -hmm. Or sadness for things that are happening. And I've been thinking about this with, taking playful mindfulness on the road and that I, I would like to bring more joy to the world. I'd like to have that be a legacy. And, you know, sometimes I think to myself, wait, am I, am I a fraud? You know, to sort of have this. Cause you don't feel like this, you're living primarily joyfully. Right. But I also think, you know what? That's okay because it's actually, it's like an antidote or an uplift. Yeah. This stuff say, has brought you joy. That's right. This it, stuff brings you joy. If, if it is, if I'm sad, these practices that I'm promoting are things that help turn me around. They're, they're good for me to learn mm-hmm. and to remember and to try out. Well, you, you, it's like, you know, people say you teach what you need to learn. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I've had many, many people come up to me in the last few months and say, thank you for, I'm like seeing things differently in my life now and I'm having more fun. And I'm like, it's so rewarding to hear. Yeah. And then... There have also been many times in the last few months where I've thought, oh, yeah, right. I need to follow my own advice. Right. Yeah. But I'm wondering about the difference between joy and, like, fundamental 
pleasant experience. Mm. Right? Sensory. Fundamental pleasure. Like, S-P-E. <laughs> yes. Like just in, in talking in terms of Buddhism and craving, like noticing, mm. like trying to re- let go of cravings. Like contentment? Craving for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right? So it feels good to have a warm cup of tea or to have a cookie yeah. or whatever. Maybe that's joy or maybe that's just satisfying the craving, right? Or maybe they're overlapped. Yeah, right. I right? mean, that's joyful. To me. <laughs> like... And I was thinking too about the singing harmony with my friend. Like, yeah. To me, harmony just brings a joy. Like I, I saw Hamilton again last week. Yeah. And when they come, I mean, just they come out on that front of that stage and just... You know, yeah, boom, there it is. I like my whole body is lights up, lights up, and that feels like more than just pleasure. But maybe it's maybe it is, maybe it's just heightened pleasure. And I'm saying that's joy, but you know, the whole experience going to the theater, being there afterwards is just like a big, big buzz, yeah. But I, I wonder, is that just sort of addictive filling a craving, and is it distinct from joy, you know? Because, again, through Buddhism would say when you let go of the craving, you let go of satisfying those pleasures, there's a deeper joy that comes from just being alive. Great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I'm just too much of a hedonist for it. <laughs> I'm just like, but joy is so nice. Like, right. hits of joy are so nice. Right. And they're available. And when they're, like, I think maybe it's double duty, right? It's like... Maybe you get a little bit of all of it. Like there's mm. times when you get to enjoy joy, when you get joy in those ways, and there's times when you get joy in much quieter ways. Mm-hmm. It's like, is everything enjoyable an addiction or a craving? Like the the how good it feels to like swim in a lake or be in nature. Is that like a hit of? Yeah, do you I, know what I mean? Like I do, I do. I think because that... those things are joy, like. It's a question of how attached are you to it and how controlled are you by it and like trying yeah, to recreate I, it. I and agree, kind of right? Or, or like if you need it to feel alive. Right. That for me feels different than yeah. like yeah. <laughs> Which, indulging everyone, you know, like indulging right. in the things that feel great. Which feels for me like an active discussion with Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like, okay, it's been two months, I think. It's time, time to go see Hamilton again. again. <laughs> but then I go see I'm like, yep, that was great. Yeah. I'm so glad I did. Right. You know. And yeah. so there's part of me that's like, do it. Just you know, it. like go for it and brings right. you joy. And of course there's limits and all you yeah. know, yeah. There, there's limits and there's places where it's like, yeah, I gotta I gotta look at this because I'm doing this. All right, we phone addiction. Mm. Right. Okay, well that's a good one. Yeah. Right? Because there, like playing a little game that provides you little hits of dopamine or whatever, of like the colors or the the gems falling down or yeah. whatever the thing is happening, little musical chime. It's triggering those things, and it's just super addictive. It's yeah. designed to keep you there. Yeah. But like, right? We've talked. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's an important, it's an important thing to be discerning about. Yeah, take a look at your up. take a look at what you're getting joy out of it yeah. and what kind of joy it is. Yeah, and and a, a greater scholar than I would be able to parse this out more clearly. Like, what's the difference between joy and 
sensory satisfaction or you know craving meeting a craving mm-hmm. where's the overlap where is the i feel like a a rookie trying to sort this out but yeah and yet i also feel like no, i kind of know it you kind of know it yeah you know when it's running you around right mhm mhm when you can't not have it that's a different it's a different thing right but but what well, yeah but improv is it's like what would happen if I stopped doing it? Okay, so here's a question for you. You're yeah. saying, if you know, if you're not having fun, do something different. Where does, like, would you say that to somebody who's struggling, like who's got, who's, who doesn't have a lot of money, single mom, got a couple kids, you know, trying to put things together. <laughs> str- girl, have girl, a good time. Just, have just, a good, just right. lighten up. Yeah, so have where, a good time. Where, do, how do, where does that fit? I don't know. I mean, whose life is mostly struggle. Right. Uh, I don't know exactly. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, I have a an asterisk that's like, well, I don't want to be cavalier about this. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Me right? too. A cavalier um, caution asterisk. Yeah. Asterisk. Yeah. It's, it's maybe a pretty privileged position to be like, joy. Joy is crucial. Enjoy life. Life is here for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Because there's not a lot of things that are barriers to my enjoyment of life. Right. You know? Yeah, you're not getting knocked down to, to or you're not having to do other things just to make sure you're getting by. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I tend to think that, like, joy is possible, but joy is scalable. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So joy is possible in little, little, little ways. Packets and pockets. And yeah. Snippets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think of like a, being a Johnny Appleseed of joy. Like just boop, boop, yeah, planting plant little seeds, seeds of can, joy. Yeah. Leave a little treat for somebody to find down the road. A little Easter egg it gets hidden. Somebody opens it up. Oh, look at that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And because, I, because it's not superfluous, I don't think. I don't think joy is superfluous. I think joy is crucial. Like it's not a, it's not a nice to have. Right. I think you starve if you go too long without without joy. Yeah. Anybody, I think anybody does. Right. And I think it's an un, it's unhealthy. You and know the, what I mean? Yes. And that's one of the reasons why I find it such a bummer when schools cut arts programs. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we're getting rid of the music program and the theater program and the... Really? But I'm sad about that for more than just that shows kids a good time. It's like... Oh, that shows kids of, like empathy and collaboration, yes. and you know what yeah. I mean. It's like all the sort of skills of humanity, right? Go away, right. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what were your thoughts about how joy and mindfulness might intersect? One of the things that I was thinking about was just yeah, because I I was like, I don't know that I would describe my, m- mindfulness or meditation anyway on its surface is like a joyful activity Hmm. although i can immediately develop a counter argument to that but (laughs) but the ways that i see them intersecting are i think in this this practice of sort of milking moments of joy Mm -hmm. like when you're having a really amazing time just like savoring savoring it Mm -hmm. noticing what about it is like awesome Mm -hmm. and trying not to Prepare yourself for the times that won't be joyful in the future when you're having joy now. Right. Right. Like mm-hmm. Brene Brown calls it foreboding joy. So like you're having a great moment and immediately you're like, oh, but this is going to go away. But 
oh, this is going to go away. Something horrible could happen. I'm having a great time now. That probably means that somebody close to me is going to die any moment. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. just certain that there's a million things that could happen that will ruin this joy. It's short lived. I shouldn't get used to it, you know? Yeah. Uh, And so I feel like the idea of the idea that mindfulness helps me with, which is like you get to have the feeling mindfulness and clowning both mm-hmm. this idea of like have the problem don't solve the problem mm-hmm. is a clowning tip from rebecca per- that i got from rebecca Peretsky, which i like love uh have the problem don't solve the problem you can feel conflicted about this and just sit in feeling conflicted about this mm-hmm. you can feel glorious about this and just let the feeling of glory be there mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean you're going to try to hang on to this glorious feeling you know that it's going to go away mm-hmm. So love it now. Right. Like knowing it's going to go away means you should love it more now mm-hmm. while it's here because it won't be here in a second and right. you can not feel this when you're not feeling it. Right. But while you are feeling it, feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And the, and the same thing in reverse of like if you something, like something might go wrong, well, great. Worry about it when it does go yeah, wrong. Yeah. When something goes wrong, then you'll deal with that thing. Yeah. Nothing's gone wrong yet. So right. just be here. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So those are the two th- things mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, yeah, those are. And there's a, there's a, I think with increased sort of attention, there's so many things to take joy in when mm-hmm. you start to notice all the things around you. Mm-hmm. Um, color combinations and sounds and, yeah, cool. you know, that are easy to skip past when you're busy talking. We've, <laughs> we've talked about the power of positivity and we talked about curiosity and and I think that those are, those are lenses also that mindfulness promotes. Yeah. That lead us to find more joy, to feel more joy. Yeah. It's sort of like, all right, you're looking at your, you wake up in the morning, you open your eyes, you're looking at the selection on your wall. Like, what glasses am I going to put on? Oh, you know what? I'm going to choose the rose-colored glasses more often. Than I'm not. doing cynical today. <laughs> right. I'm doing the cynical yeah, glasses. You know, it's like you're going to choose something. You've yeah. got some filter, and so it's, well. Usually they're unconscious. Yeah, those choices right? don't feel like choices. Right, but they're always there. And yeah. so, like to say, all right, let me let me have a curious aspect here. Let me bring this kind of bounce to my step. I remember I had a I have an ex who this was like such a moment that I will never forget because it was a moment where I was like, oh, I think we're deeply incompatible because he would assume people were assholes. Mm-hmm. When they did things in traffic, they cut them off. Oh, that asshole. Or or on the street, somebody's doing something. Oh, those assholes, right? Things like that. And I was like, like he would make assumptions of assholeness of people that he didn't know. Strangers. Assholery. And I was like, what do you think make, why do you think you make those assumptions about people? Like, why do you, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. That leads you to, to assign asshole, like, was there something that happened to you where somebody really was an asshole that has made you <laughs> feel like people are probably asshole? Like what, where, like, why is that the lens you, you're choosing? Right. Why did the globalization come up? Yeah. Like, why are you picking up those glasses in the morning? And he was like, well, when people are assholes, I'm just going to say it. And I was like, yeah, but that's not actually, <laughs> there's a difference between reality and your interpretation of things. And he's like, listen, what, it was an, he was an asshole. And I was like, okay, all right, we're yeah. okay. Like, we're not going to, this the, is not going to work. unwillingness to see that there's a pair of glasses. To see that there's another way to look at things, right. you know. But yeah. he was sort of misanthropic and generally negative about humanity. And there I you go. I probably could have seen that far earlier than I did. But uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. We come to things when we come to them. <laughs> Very well. I'm glad you're not in a relationship with a misanthrope. Oh, you and me both, yeah. friend. That's good. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about this? Joie de vivre? Vivre? I don't know. I don't think so. Anything you want to say about it? I want to give a little shout out to my friend from high school, Joy Chitowski. Oh, have you been thinking about her? Well, when oftentimes when I hear the word joy, I just think of joy. Yeah. She was a year ahead of me, and she was a bit of an outsider in her class, but she was also really respected. She's tall, long blonde hair, really smart, and a great athlete. She was all state in volleyball. She was a great setter. Sounds was, like an outsider. She, she was a big blocker, but but she beautiful, would, intelligent, but he, that's the athletic, thing. That's talented. The thing is she she was from a family of nine, nine kids. And she spent most of her time with her family. Ah. So she wasn't... She didn't really belong to a social... That's right. And she was a bit quirky. And she was really smart, but it was like not... She wasn't a a super popular kid, right? But everybody respected her. Um, So I really loved her. And she went to Stanford. Uh She was a year ahead of me. And so I was like, oh, wow, Joy went to Stanford. That's cool. Yeah. And then when I wanted to come visit... To see, I think Stanford's where I want to go. Yeah. I came and stayed with Joy in her dorm room freshman year and had a blast. And the people in Casa Zapata, the Chicano, Mexican-American theme dorm, took me in. We had a great time. And then when I was a junior, she was the RA in my co-op that I lived in. Oh, my gosh. Synergy. Oh, so Joy Chotowski. So Chotowski. Chotowski. Came through and, yeah, we were buddies in high school and we were, you know, yeah. part of the Rhode Island contingent coming through Stanford. And oh, nice. So I think of her. So a little shout out to Joy. Cool. Shout out to Joy Behar of The View. Does she bring you joy? She's just the joy that I think of. She's just a joy. She's just a joy. Okay. Uh, one more thing. Okay. I forget if we talked, if we, have we... Well, no, we haven't met since Girl Scout camp. Oh, my no, God. No. This you, is our first. You recently got back from Girl Scout camp. And Paris. <laughs> There's a lot that's happened in the last bit. A yeah. lot. We did a show in Paris. Amazing. Went to Girl Scout camp. Girl Scout camp is a place where joy is front and center. And mm. it is prioritized. So, mm. like, adults will conspire for joyful experiences. Mm, I like that. Conspiring for joy. Yeah. It's so nice. It's like... Uh, unnecessary things will be really the like lots of people will spend time on making them real if they if they are bringing people What's an joy. Example? Um, this year the sort of unofficial mascot of the session became this artificial Christmas rainbow colored Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and it was set up uh, right in front of the door of somebody's tent as sort of a prank, like and it was decorated with blown up latex gloves. We like blew them up uh-huh. and tied them and put them. It looked like a bizarre modern art piece, like mm-hmm. all these hands coming out of this rainbow tree. <laughs> it was amazing. It sounds like something you'd find in a pride parade on the back of a float. Yeah, I mean, it looked very. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was just bright yeah. and yeah. and then it was set up on the dining deck, and then my girls took it upon themselves to like set it up in different in different places around camp every so every morning they would wake up and it's like oh it's in a rowboat with a life vest oh it's on the waterfront with a towel wrapped around it and like it's a character at camp elf on a shelf kind of yeah maneuver okay and so one day we we put it we put it up the flagpole and in pieces (laughs) so we like tied it and it was up in two different pieces the third piece was like leaning against the bottom and it was like oh my and we like staged this thing where we 
got to the flag circle. The, it came down. We put up this big outcry because the tree was decapitated. I mean, the thing was like torn apart, dismembered. And we had arranged with the nursing staff to come out and be paramedics. Like we would call like, nice. somebody call the, nice. like call 911, call the paramedics. And they came out, made siren sounds with their mouths, had like a makeshift gurney and were all like made, like put, wow. had costumes on to make them look more like official emergency response characters. And they came out and they had made a, a, um, an AED, like an artificial defibrillator, mm-hmm. uh, out of cups and twine. So wow. they were, you know, and they just, they just were like, oh yeah, we got it, great, we'll do this. And they like threw themselves all in for the sake of this ridiculous spectacle. Yeah. And then they, they like loaded all of the pieces onto this backboard, this gurney, and they, and they whisked Hurry it up. away. And then they returned with it to the dining deck once they had sort of resuscitated. They were like, nice. we, it's gonna make it. We're okay. And they had a little like head bandage on it. And like, you know, it was just like the funnest thing. And it's and to be in a place where you ask other adults to like join you in this in this ridiculous stunt just for fun, just for the joy of the camp, because we Mm -hmm. think people will think it's funny and we like it. and It's a fun thing, Mm -hmm. fun, playful thing to do. And they're like, yeah, thank you. This will be great. Thank you for asking. We'd love to play, Mm -hmm. you know, extravagant. So fun. That's great. So fun. That's a really fun story. Yeah. And I mean, this tree just became the... Yeah, and stuff like that is, it is, it sort of sustains a whole community. Yeah. And it, But that notion like of Like we all take joy in it, yeah. So cool. Of course, conspiring, breathing with. Mm. Now we're getting back no, to mindfulness, yo. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, it was really a real delight. It reminds me also, this will be the tiniest thing, but there were, there was a house on my, on the street where I grew up that had plastic flamingos on the front lawn. Yeah. And like many of them. In Walnut Creek, California. 20 of them or something, yeah. Where flamingos don't usually congregate. Non-native. Right. Non-native species. Mm -hmm. And they, I forget when it was. I was already out of the house, but I remember I would come home and they were, they would migrate. Like whoever's they were would like move them down the street. Like they were all, you know, so like day one, there would be like three in the neighbor's lawn, but most of them were still on the first guy's lawn. And then the next day, sort of like more of them would be in the neighbor's lawn, but like one or two would still be in the first guy. And then they would like make their and way the neighbors down were okay the street. With this. I mean, he didn't yeah. ask, but yeah. like, what you know, it's joy. It's so fun. What yeah. a fun little story. And so every day I was like, where are they going <laughs> to, when will they get to my parents' house? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it was exciting. It was this fun Playful, just for nothing thing. I wonder when that person made the adjustments. You Nighttime, know? I yeah, would imagine. Yeah, it must have been like a little yeah. Santa Clausy. Yeah. So cool. So fun. It's just like delight, whimsy, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It's not at anybody's expense. I love it. Right. That's that's the nice key to it's for fun. It's not playing a trick on somebody. It's like it brings joy to everybody. Right. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. But you're not being made fun of. Yeah. You know. Ebenezer. Yeah. If it's not your cup of tea, Ebenezer. Don't worry about it. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, there's some good stories. Yeah, delightful. Some and uh, I want to. I want to. Let's invite people to conspire for joy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where we end up on this on this talk, except for that. Uh, that's great. Yeah, that's a great place to end. I'm feeling fired up. Great. We like, fired go, up to do I'm what? Gonna, I'm gonna fucking create some joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh no i i want i I love 
I'm inspired to do more of these little little things that make people feel good. Yeah. And, Playful little things. Yeah. Playfulness and joy go together. I mean, we've been singing this tune for a while. Yeah, I think so. There's no surprise there. But, yeah. But I like I like getting a chance to kind of dance around this topic or dance within this topic a little yeah. more deeply. So thanks for bringing it up. Mm-hmm. How was that? That's another episode. It looks I, like it. That was, that was fun for me. Cool. I get I get energized talking about that stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's it's sort of happiness breeds happiness or Yeah. You know, when you we used to do an exercise when I was teaching emotions and we would have I would have my kids generate lists of emotions, angry, angry, happy, sad, afraid, tender. And they'd write all, they'd go around in the room and they'd write down all the words they could think of. And then at the end of that, we'd come back and read the words aloud. And when you read the list, it was amazing how reading all those words or that feeling kind of made you feel that way. Mm. And so doing this episode, I kind of feel like... You just got a little joy back. Because we were talking about, and then greatly well said, like talking about all these joyful things, like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling joyful. Yeah, cool. So I hope that rubs off for other people. I love it. How about you? It's good. You know, it's funny. I, it, it, it left me feeling so, this, this question of like, is, is the commitment to living, is the belief in living a joyful life a really privileged position mm-hmm. is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. And one that I'm not equipped. I can't speak to another experience. Yeah. Got to do some more reflecting on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not prepared to say that there's people whose lives don't contain, can't contain joy. Right. Like I, I think that it's there's pieces of it that's a priv- that's you know privilege helps. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I w- I'm reminded now of the Viktor Frankl quote that's used all the time in mindfulness circles about you know, he grew up he was a kid in a concentration camp mm-hmm. in Poland and he was watching how some of the adults would choose to find joy in, in some of the ways that they were treating each other to stay kind. And he, he says that's the last of the human freedoms is to choose your attitude mm. about whatever the circumstances you're facing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's something akin totally. to that that you're describing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And right. I'm like, I'm, you know, all, yeah, just always careful mm-hmm. about talking to experiences, though it's universal because, it, right. you know, but I have heard other stories that are similar, right? People who are growing up in like war-torn, unsafe places and they're like, oh, but the camaraderie, like we right. were yep. so happy, yep. you know? And and so the the idea that, so I think it's possible. I think joy joy is like, uh, it can be like those, the, the, those little plants that grow in the cracks in the concrete. Yep. It's like it finds a way to take root in, in all sorts of different mm-hmm. Places. That's the image, one of the images I use for Anima. It's my business name, Anima Learning. Is mm-hmm. That power that animates life us force. That brings yeah. things to life. And it's like, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Things have a will to live. Salmon going upstream, people doing improv. <laughs> <laughs> Flopping to around. spawn. Flop. We Ooh. return to the stage to spawn. Some, some improvisers do apparently. <laughs> <laughs> in an improv festival that seems to be what's going on they're not on the stage okay, come fair on enough, fair enough uh, anything you want to plug or promote or let hmm, people know do about do I want to plug anything 
come see Improvised Shakespeare on Saturday. Saturday the... 27th. 27th of July. Yeah, at, at Bats Improv. It's going to be super fun. There's going to be some camp people there. You can ask them about the rainbow Christmas tree. Love it. It's going to be awesome. Okay, cool. I want to let people know a little bit more in advance about classes I'm offering mm -hmm. in the fall. So I'm going to be doing some at the Woodside Village Church. And I'm going to try to do a whole sequence of stuff, but I'm going to do... A six-week class during the day, Ooh. starting on September 24th. It'll be those the, of you with unconventional working schedules. That's right. Uh, intro to playful mindfulness. That'll be the six-week version. Love it. For people who can't do that, I'm going to do a weekend immersive, <gasps> and that's going to be Saturday the fifth. Uh, sorry, Friday the fourth through Sunday the sixth of October. October. So if you are farther away, go and you wanna, play with Ted. Want to come in and try that out? Love it. Boom. And, and where they, can they find more information about this? They could go to playfulmindfulness.info. That's info. a great question. Playfulmindfulness.info. And then the other thing that I'm cooking up that I really hope to like, put feelers out for is that I think I want to do a book workshop speaking tour in the beginning of the year, January, February, March-ish. Love it. Starting All in over the country. San Francisco, down to San Diego, LA, Albuquerque, Dallas, Austin. I know somebody Tampa, who works Florida. in a bookstore in Houston. Perfect. I should connect you with her. See, this kind of thing. Up to Atlanta, Virginia, DC, New York, Boston, Maine, Western New York, across to Toronto, Chicago. Yeah. Up to Seattle, or Denver, Seattle. Anyway. Jeez. I want to do the whole thing. The so, whole country. Yeah. Amazing. This for like a few months. I might not get to Alabama, but I'm open to it. Open. So, uh, yeah, like a few months of travel. Cool. So if you are somebody who would want a workshop or like want to have a dinner, put together a dinner, we get people together to talk about some of this stuff or play some games. Yeah. I'd love it. Or if you know an improv group or a mindfulness group. I love it. Please reach out to me, ted at monsterbabypodcast.com. And... Uh, It'd be great. I'm just, I don't know. I'm cooking it up. So let's see what we get. Yeah, cool. The, the world, no, it won't be a world tour yet. Maybe we'll do a world tour later. But Just pop over to Canada and you'll make it a world tour. It'll be an international tour. Yeah, I'm thinking of making t-shirts. <laughs> so if we get enough <laughs> stops. <laughs> for whoever comes to an event. Right? You made, you had, you had uh, concert posters for your birthday party yeah, they're that's, awesome yeah right? that's true no that's true and i like having mine yeah. i've got my poster of your birthday party yeah so, yeah get in on it so right. anyway yeah be part of the crowd come check it out let, let me know if you want to want me to make a stop at your place i love it so okay all right well uh big joy to everybody <clears throat> be big on love. your way be on your way good people until the next time yeah